on Shabbos on Ein Zayin on the base. Gemara tells us that Rabbi Zeira one time met his Rebbe, Rabbi Yehuda. This is the Amar of Rabbi Yehuda, the Talmud of Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Zeira meets Rabbi Yehuda and he sees him apischa the Beichamua by his father-in-law's house and he sees he's in a great mood. And he realizes that whenever Rabbi Yehuda was in a mood like this, you could talk to him about anything. It was an open Q&A session. You could ask him any kashas you want and he'd get the answers. This is Gemariah and Ein Zayin and You figure, you Rabbi Zeira, this is your chance to ask Rabbi Yehuda anything you want. First question. What is the reason that goats walk in front of the sheep? My time is in Nisagan Maskan Baresha Bahadar Imri. So Buddha says, I'll tell you the answer to that. It's just like when Hashem created the world, night comes before day. The Baresha Chashoicha Bahadar Nahara, first you have the darkness and then you have the light. That's why the goats, which are generally black, come before the sheep, which are generally white. It's a, it's a, and then the Gemara goes on to the discussion how come the tails of the goats are one way and the tails of the sheep are another way. So it was even the goats and the sheep. Everybody learning this Gemara understands that we're not talking about goats and sheep, right? So what are we talking about? So Marshal says, he was asking him about the tchuf of Bayes Shani. The time of Bayes Shani, for the first couple of hundred years, the kings under whom Kali Yisrael were subjugated were Greek kings. They were going, started with Alexander the Great, followed by Talmai, and then another Talmai, and then Antiochus. They were Greek kings, they were Gaisha kings. And only then did we begin with Jewish kings. What does that have to do with goats and sheep? Because in Perkhes of Sefer Daniel, so the Greeks, are the Yavanim, are compared to a called Sphere Ha'izim. They're called goats. Kali Yisrael is called by the Navi, Seth, Pizuri, Yisrael, we call the sheep. So he's question, he sees Rabbi Yehuda is in a good mood, he says to him, tell me, why is it that during Bayez Shani, the, the Malchei Yavam had to come before Malchei Yisrael? Why did that have to be the path? What does he say back to him? First comes the darkness, the darkness needs to be, the light needs to be preceded by the darkness. Marsha says in the Medrash, we learn that Yavan, compared to darkness, the light of the Hashemarayim, the light of Hanukkah, had to come from that darkness. That's what he's telling me. The light comes before, the light needs to be preceded by the darkness. Now, this needs a little bit of a beer, what's going on here? Rav Tzadik has a sefer called Resise Laila, in that sefer, Azchaftalad. He doesn't bring down the Marasha, but he says in general, he says you should know there is no light, there is no true light that doesn't come from pain. There is no true art that doesn't come from Chayshah. And if a person is experiencing Chayshah or pain or, or hardships, whatever it is, a person needs to realize that this is a prelude to a, lot, to a tremendous amount of art. And if there's art without Chayshah, sometimes you wonder why. Lamashal, he says that Matan Torah had come after Galus Mitzrayim, it was the pain of Golis Mitzrayim that allowed us afterwards to experience the, all the R of Matan Torah. Chida says, we had a slave mentality in Mitzrayim, because it's all Torah, it's a certain, that we're after Hashem, so we had to learn how to become slaves, how to become servants, before we were able to experience all of that R. So we want to try to explain this, what is this, what, what, how did the R of Hanukkah, what, what did they take from the Chayshach of Yavah? 
horror number one. Horror number two is a, I think it's a good horror. The Aura number two, and I think that this is a, it's an interesting Aura. In the Kava Yashar, in Perak Tzadik Vav, he speaks a little bit about Hanukkah. There's a lot about Hanukkah. And he brings down from the Maharil. Maharil was the, you know, the father of Minhage Ashkenaz. He says that before a person lights there, a Hanukkah should wash his hands. Truth is, Tzadikim, see them before they do any mitzvah, they wash their hands. But for a regular person to do it, this is all he brings from the Maharil. A regular person to do it, it's you, Hara. Who do you think you are? You think you're on such a madrega, you're washing your hands before you do any mitzvah? He says, so maybe what you should do, it gives an eight, so the maril gives an eight. So go to the bathroom before. Put yourself into a matzah that you're, you know, that now you're have to wash your hands and wash your hands. It's a very strange thing. There are other times, that other things that are brought down in halakha that it's you, Hara. For example, the Mishnah says that the minig of Anshe Yerushalayim was to walk around all day carrying the will of an Ezra. I was just learning it this morning with Michael Bruce. We learned that this little. That's what we're after. So we, he says that. So Mishnah Bura says, but don't do it. That's you are. You're not holding it. Anshay Yerushalayim are holding it. A person who walks around all day, Davins with his little of an asterisk, and walks around all day, it doesn't say pretend you're always running to show. Pretend you're, you know, you're just about to do it. You are usually something you don't do. Over here, for some reason, we want you to do it, but don't do it in a way that's show. Don't do it in a way that. Why? What's different? And then let's just bring out now one more. All right, then we'll go, we'll cut straight to the chase. This <coughs> Gemara, on the beginning of the second part of Shabbos, those who be part of the Chavurah on, on the Thursday nights after, after Myra, so have, have done some of this Gemara. Famous Gemara, the Gemara says that there are certain wicks, there are certain oils that you're not allowed to use on Shabbos when you kindle neighbors on Shabbos. Why? Because they could flicker, they could go out, you might try to adjust it. There's psilos of shmanim that you're not allowed to use on Shabbos. Nevertheless, if you want to use we ask in this way, you're allowed to use them on Even the whips and oils that you can't use throughout the, on a regular Shabbos, you could use on Hanukkah. And this farm, a lot of Hasidish farm, starting with Amar and I and down, all bring out this idea. They say, Ner Hashem Nishmas Adam, the Pasuk says, a person's Nisham is compared to a Ner. Every Ner has, consists of three parts. There's a receptacle, the Ner, you have the Shemen inside, and you have the Psila. Ner, Psila, Shemen is Rashi Tevas Nefesh. Chanukah is Begumatri Aguf, just for the record. On a Yom Tif, it's a dark time of the year. It's a time of the year that the, the, the Klipa of Chayshak is it's really, really strong. It's all Guf. It's a time that we can't allow Nefashas. We illuminate our Nefesh as well. Kindle that. Even, says the Maranaim, and many, 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 sorry, that even the Psilos Hashmanim that generally speaking are not ignited by Shabbos. Even Shabbos Kodesh doesn't do it for them. Even a warm Kabbalah Shabbos, Suda Shabbos, a good Shabbos Achim, a good Einek Shabbos, it doesn't work for them. They could be ignited by Hanukkah. Psilos Hashmanim that don't work on Shabbos. Shabbos, for example, the rule is Misha Tarach Be'erev Shabbos, Yerachot Shabbos. Shabbos, you only eat on Shabbos if you're prepared before Shabbos. On Hanukkah, even if you're not really prepared, you can throw yourself and you can get on Hanukkah. Why is it? What's different? What's unique about Hanukkah? Let's go straight to the Bible. You know, we're all put into this world. Chaim Vital brings from his rabbi from our to do two things. There's Shvira Hamidas and there's Tikhon Hamidas. 
Shvira Samhidas means you're supposed to break the bad traits, break and pick on Amidas. A person's supposed to be misakin, supposed to work on, develop his traits as well, fix them up. Not everything's always bad, it's not always black and white, sometimes it's gray. There's Shvira Samhidas and Tikhan Amidas. Anytime we're, we find ourselves living among dying, we find, us, find ourselves in different Goliaths, we're also there, number one, not to be influenced, to break their influence. And the second thing, with a lot of hadrata from Gedalim, the person sometimes is Tikhan Amidas. There's certain things we take from that. The Galus of Yavim was a terrible Galus. They attacked the Torah, they attacked Yiddishkeit, they attacked the mitzvahs. We had to remain strong and not be influenced by their culture, which was a very exciting culture, very, a very powerful culture. So that was, I guess, the equivalence of Shvira Samidas. But there were certain things that we took from that. In Parak Zion of Daniel, he sees the Arba Galias as four different animals. Galus Babel is compared to a lion. Galus Yavam is compared to a leopard. We know from the Mishnah in Abbas, a lion is, it has Gvura. The Mishnah tells us that a leopard has Azus. What's the difference between Gvura and Azus? Gvura is strength. A lion is so strong, he pounces, he kills, he tramples, he attacks. That's what a lion is capable of doing. A Namer, a leopard, is not as strong as a lion. But he's daring. He's conniving. He sets his, he sets his eye on a goal. His fortitude, it's not before, it's not physical strength per se, but he has his fortitude. He knows what he wants and he gets it. His chutzpah. The Yavanim mastered this trait of chutzpah. Nebuchadnezzar, who's the king of Babel, when he came to the base of he destroyed it. He plundered, he destroyed. He's a lion, he's brute strength, he destroys. When the Yavanim came in, they weren't trying to destroy. They came in. They broke, as he spoke the other week, they made breaches in the wall of the Beis Amikdash. They were going to run the Beis Amikdash on their terms. They translated the Torah. You can have the Torah, but we're going to change your Torah. What kind of chutzpah is that? It wasn't just wild destruction. It was calculated. There was, there was daring. There was chutzpah. And the Chashmonaim took that from them. And how many Chashmonaim were there? How, many, how big was this family, this group that took on the Greeks? Rashi says in the Zasa Brahma there were eleven. The Midrashim say there were five. The Midrashim say that each one of them took on about uh, 173,000 um, of the Yavani army. So, uh, obviously it was Nisan. But how did they get up to do that? It's one thing the Nase happens once you do it. Because they didn't take no for an answer. They had chutzpah. They learned from the Greeks that sometimes you have to use Azas. You have to be daring. You have to be conniving. Sometimes you have to be, makes no sense. I, I don't have the physical strength to do it. But I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to do it anyway, and I'm going to be matzlev. And when I do it for the right reasons, Hashem sends me siyat to It was this chutzpah that we took from them. So maybe this could answer the three questions that we started with. The first question we started with was the Kumara says that Rabbi Zeira is asking, why was it that Malchei Yavan had to proceed why, why does the goat come before the sheep? Why did Malchei Yavam have to precede the Ar of the Chashmanah? The answer is because Azus is inherently a very bad midah. Chutzpah is a very bad midah. But we have to learn from the Greeks that sometimes chutzpah works. And sometimes it's bad chutzpah, and sometimes it's focused chutzpah. Person, we had to get that from them. Person washes his hands, we said before, before lighting theirs, I'm not passing all of them. The Esker Vashnaidah lady, when he does it, encouraging everybody to come to his halakha shir. But at least in the concept, 
But the Maril says, even though you don't normally wash your hands before you do every mitzvah, but before Nera started, figure out a way to do it. But I'm not really holding there. So what? There's a certain chutzpah, an azaz to kedusha, a certain a holy chutzpah that a person has when it comes to Hanukkah. Person goes, he, he acts in ways that he's not really holding, but so what? I could be there. I could be that. On Hanukkah, the message of Hanukkah, one of the things we took from the Yavanim is, I could be, I'm not limited to the person that perhaps I've been acting like. I could be, let me be daring, let me be chutzpahdik, let me be more than I could. And I better spark will kick in the rest if I really do what I can. The other kasha that we asked, why is it over here that even the narrow sashmanim that Shabbos doesn't work for, Hanukkah works for, this is exactly the deal, this is the siyat of the tkufa, of the time of Hanukkah, that a person could throw himself in. A person's not shy to these levels, but a person could throw himself in and the earth will ignite him as well. I've been probably sent to Yeshua, even though it made no sense. But we were there and we said we could do it. And Kodesh Baruch Hu gave it to us. I think that this is something that's very kedai. I encourage them to try to shop on time so we could really try to develop some of these things. But, you know, for right now, I just want to say the following. <clears throat> and this, this applies to the cloud, it applies to the prat. One of the things that I think we, we definitely should take from the Yavanim as we approach the Yantav of Hanukkah is, for, is not to shortchange ourselves. So many of us, I'm not saying that there's not people here who do this. A lot of people are learning well, are davening well, are growing well. But sometimes, you know, we had big dreams. We thought we could really be amazing people. And sometimes after a while, after we try a certain project and we see it doesn't go so well, I thought I could do it. Whether it's us mother, whether it's uh, taking on ourselves to do different things, whether it's davening for things, davening for people who need a refuah, people who need a yeshua, whether it's tell them have to die, whether it's anything that a person is doing, breaking away from bad habits. Sometimes a person then starts to, I guess, you know, things just fall into a certain pattern. Uh, personally, I've been feeling it a little bit. You know, this manager's getting a little slower, a little more lethargic in the base matters. In the time of Hanukkah, it doesn't make a difference what happened. It doesn't make a difference where I'm at. It doesn't make a difference what, perhaps, how things have been going. The Yantav of Hanukkah, it's dark, it's good. I'm illuminating my neshama. I'm igniting my neshama. I'm throwing myself into it. I'm telling myself I can. I could daven with kavana. My tefillahs are really taken seriously in Shemayim. If I mean that the words that I say, I think about the words and I mean them, I could accomplish big things. And tefillah is so important. <laughs> Every word, hasmada, is so important. We have these, I know I've mentioned it multiple times, we have these boxes on the table, these, these plastic containers, not just so that your bank can sometimes be cute. It's because you mash of your Torah when you, when you get rid of a distraction. For X amount of time, whatever a person's able to do, it's just that, so I'm, I, I'm a mash of my learning. I'm giving hashivas to that learning because I believe that my learning counts. What do you mean, my learning? Who am I? I'm a regular guy. So I'm thinking, one day I understand a little more, I understand a little less. My learning is chasha. My learning is keeping up the world. My learning is igniting my neshama. My learning is, it's, I'm doing things when I learn. When I do a mitzvah, I'm accomplishing. I'm, I'm building worlds. When I, unfortunately, when I don't, I'm doing other things to the world. I'm a powerful person. Person right now, we need to take on some of that azah, some of that chutzpah from the Yavanim, and say, I'm really kosher. I really could do it. 
The things that I do matter. The things that I do make a difference. My tefillahs work. My tefillahs for myself, my tefillahs for others work. My learning is chashav. My mitzvahs are chashav. As we ignite those nerves, starting on Matzai Shabbos, one little nerve, one little ma'at min ha'ar could be darcha like this. Could be darcha harbe min ha'chashav. everybody here. That any chashav that perhaps sometimes we become enveloped with, that ours, the nerve of Hanukkah should ignite it, should illuminate it, should give it warmth, should give it direction, should give it clarity. And we should all be zaycha to Yeshiva, parenthetically, just put a shout out. We do have Yeshiva for four days next week. The Gabbayim will amidst Hashem put up an amazing Bali Tefillah. together. We'll do it together. You don't have to run to the Shtiblach and the later Minyanim in places. Let's do it together. We can. You could get out of bed. You could do it. You could dive in with a Gishmak. Show the wonderful Yonah